said you'll be blessed this morning. Amen. Lift your right hand, close your eyes, and talk to God. Be hearing the message in 30 minutes. Talk to God. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. Help me on stage. Shadala kabaha tabaha makasata. Indalaka baroko shadabaha. Ikala dada debeka tabaha. Benda kasata kabaha. Hide me now. Read it. of your word will surpass our understanding and form us and frame us into the exact image you want us to become. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now before I preach, I want you to know that the church is now in person and online. 
we want to reach as many people online as possible. So we have to propagate the gospel online. I had some comments that people don't see us on Facebook again. I think that is the update of the application. A lot of people say they don't get the notification again. We want to encourage you to go like our pages on Facebook and press the notification button so that anytime we come online, you get a notification. Okay? And also, we want to encourage you that even if you are in service and service begins, go online, like the stream and share and let your friends tag your friends put it on the group and let's share the gospel it's evangelism and the whole world is on media today you are not in america but you know who has won the election you are not in america but you know what is happening there they are on social media so we cannot just be in sakumono and leave the world to the devil so you go on our page you like it and you share it and let it reach out to the world. So as I begin to preach, with my permission, go on the page, share the page, as you keep your ear in the service. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. So I, be, I continue my series on finding success through the storms of life. Don't just clap, but make sure you do what I said. Go on the page and share the page. And let somebody hear this powerful awesome series one of the best series i think i've taught in my life as a pastor finding success through the storms of life last week we began and it was amazing there are two people notable people in scriptures whose stories teach us how to handle storms in our lives because they went through serious storms as the ones we are also going through. One of them show us how to, how not to survive a storm. The other shows us how to come out of a storm victoriously and how to be victorious in the storm. And today, all I'm going to do, it may not satisfy your hunger, but it will tickle your, your hunger for more. I'm going to paint for you the nature of the storms that each of them went through, and that will set you up for deliverance in any kind of storm you are in. I thought you'd say a big amen. amen. Now, I'm talking about Jonah and Paul. I'm talking about Jonah and Paul. They all went through a storm that was typical of what you and I are going through. So we'll start with Jonah, Jonah, the man Jonah. He's a very interesting man. And I pray that one day we'll meet him in heaven and we'll ask him why he allowed himself for the fish to swallow him. Amen. There are people when you meet in heaven, you have to ask them questions. Solo and Samson, why did you put your head on the laps of the woman? When you meet Eve, we ask him, hey, why did you eat the apple? Why? When we meet Adam, why did you allow your wife to deceive you? So we have some questions to ask people. So we are looking at Jonah. 
And both of them were traveling somewhere. Most of them were on journeys on the sea in a boat. And there were, there were strong storms differently from different angles. So we look at Jonah, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. The verse 1 is very interesting. You need to take note of. He said, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Mithiah, saying, So Jonah was not a carnal man. He was a very spiritual man. He was a prophet of God for that matter, a minor prophet. And I told the first service that when the Bible says somebody is a minor prophet, He's not trying to say that the person is minorly powerful. No. He's not trying to say that or a small prophet. So in our days, everybody wants to be called a major, major, major one, major two. It's not. <laughs> it was the ones who compiled the Bible that named people major and minor. The reason being the works. The things they could write about them. So when you read the book of Jonah, you see that it's small. When you read the book of Obadiah, it's small. When you read the book of Habakkuk, it's small. When you read the book of Nahum, it's small. So they classified them as minor prophets, not because they were not powerful. So Jonah was one of the minor prophets the Lord was using mightily. But God spoke to him. He had an encounter with God. That means that his spiritual sensitivity was good like us. At least you, when you are in church and you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost, yes or no? You can feel in the midst of the worship, there are points that you don't feel God, but there's a certain window that opens that you feel Him. That means you are like Jonah. You are sensitive to God. Now, the verse 2. God gives him a specific instruction. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So, Nineveh, a great city, but full of wickedness. So, greatness is only defined in the lenses of God. There are great people who are very wicked. There are nice people who are very wicked. There are prominent people who are very wicked. Only God can. I'm sure nobody knew that Nineveh was in wickedness against God. Until God told Jonah to go and pray. And Jonah vowed not to go. Jonah said, I will not go. He cut the call of God. He cut God. He blocked God. So that God will not call him again. Because he felt that Nineveh were known to be enemies to the people of God. But God wanted to save them. He said, go and preach to them. I don't want to destroy them. Jonah said, no, I won't preach for them to change so that you will kill them. And instead of Jonah taking a boat to move to Nineveh, he picked a boat at Joppa and moved towards Tashin. Follow me with the verse. Because if I want to read, we won't finish. So just follow me. I'm running through the book of Jonah. So Jonah got up took a boat, a ship, straight to Tarshish. God said, go to Nineveh. Jonah, he said, I'm going to Tarshish. I have myself 
I carry myself. I won't go to Nineveh. Kill them. I'm disobeying you bluntly. First, I cut your call. Second, I'm not taking a boat to Nineveh. I'm going to Tarshish. I'm a prophet. Follow the teaching. There are some storms you can't bind. You must act on God's wisdom and you are fine. So Jonah took the boat, joined some people. There are some, some wicked people that join innocent people that bring distraction on the innocent. So he took the boat to Tarshish. And whilst they were in the boat, a strong storm came on them. Why? Because somebody is walking in disobedience against God. A family may go through some turbulent storms because somebody in there is walking in disobedience towards God. One day after Israel has conquered Jericho, mighty city, miraculous deliverance, powerful, a small town called, is it on? Small town. They were defeated by this small town. Why? Because somebody was in their camp who has stolen that which belongs to God. So Jonah joined the boat, joined others in the boat as if they were all going for purpose. There are some people who have joined you in journey, but they are not going where you are going. It's time for you to deal with them. There were some in the boat who were going to Tarshish on purpose to do business, to do something. But this is a disobedient son of God joining them to touch as if he's also going to do business. But he was running away from God's presence. Verse 3. No, give me verse 4. 4 to 5. I got to read it. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his god and cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea so the wind was so strong that they had to begin to empty the ship and everybody was calling on his god small j then the people the mariners came to jonah follow me with the scripture and said, ah, why are you sleeping? Jonah had gone to the bottom of the ship and was asleep. He didn't care. God, I'm disobeying you if you like, kill me. I don't care. There are some of us here, we are walking in disobedience with all God's warning. We don't care. We have got to a point where you say, whatever should happen, should happen. I'm not going to stop this today. I'm not going to stop tomorrow. So they came to Jonah because they saw that Jonah was not an ordinary man. They saw that he was a man of God. They said, everybody is calling on their God. Call, call on your God. And his own was Big J. Can you see that? Big J. Diaz was small J. So they recognized that this man is not an ordinary man. He is a man of God. He is a servant of God. But he is not behaving as such. I will show you another man of God who behaved as such and what he had. 
there are storms you are going through. If you don't behave as a child of God, the storm will override you. Thought you are clapping. You must always remember that you are a child of destiny. You are not helpless. You are not hopeless. You are not without a father. You are not without approval. You are not without acceptance. When you are going through a storm, you need to define from whence the storm is coming from. That is why you are binding that storm is not binding. Because you have run away from God's presence. You are running away like Jonah. You are running away from assignment. You are running away from the call. You are running away from purpose. Storms are not the same. They look alike, but they are not the same. If you are in purpose, you meet a storm. If you are outside purpose, you meet a storm. But until you can define the storm, you can use the wrong tactics to deal with them. Thought you are clapping. Somehow the men got a conviction. I don't know how they did it. But they had the conviction that Jonah is not ordinary. So they went to him, call on your God. And they came to him again. The man was still asleep. Determined to die. So they came to him. After he had told them what he has done. Jonah chapter 1 verse 10 to 12. He told them what he has done. And they said, man of God, so what should we do? Because if we don't do something, we will all die. And if one person will die for everybody to be saved, it's better. So you tell us what we should do. So the Bible said, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, well, why hast thou done this? Listen to me, somebody. Generations yet unborn have a view of the life you are living. Generations yet unborn are waiting to see whether you will survive what you are going through. Generations are watching whether you quit that marriage. Because when you quit that marriage, your children are in trouble. They are in trouble. No matter what you do for them, they are in trouble. Generations are watching whether you forfeit the vision and the assignment. The pain may be very high. The stress may be very high. But the people came to that, why have you done it? Why do you want to kill all of us? Why did you run away from God's presence? I'm talking to somebody here today. Jonah, you want to kill all of us. What should we do? Verse 11. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto you? That the sea may come down. There is always a reason the sea is roaring. There's always a reason there's a storm in your camp. If you don't diagnose it, it will destroy you. There's always a reason that something has hit your life. Pastor, I am under attack. I am under demonic attack. Before I pray for you, I need to know whether the storm is out of your disobedience or a natural storm. You can't pray for deliverance in your disobedience. You've got to repent. 
So Jonah, what should we do for you? Unless you don't want success. But if you want success in a storm that was provoked by your disobedience, you got to repent and connect back to God. Jonah, what should we do for you? Why did you do that? I'm talking to somebody. You are going through something and it's not demonic. It's not a witch. And Nigeria is not a witch. And Nigeria is not a witch. It's not a witch. If you can diagnose that storm, if you can recognize that storm, Jonah, why didn't you go to Nineveh? He said, okay, you people want to leave me. If I die, I don't care. Throw me into the sea. Then you people will be fine. There are some believers who have gotten to that stage. They actually don't care what you say about them. This is me. If you are here and you use those words for yourself, you are very ignorant. This is not you, Eddie. This is not you, Abigail. MFA, this is not you. This is how I am. If you cannot take it, you, you, you are ignorant. There is an you in you. When it manifests, you will see that this is not you, Ima. Yeah. No man is useless until the day he decides to die and be laid in state as a useless man. He, he forfeited the youthful destiny God put on him. This is not you, Lucy. This is, can you imagine what if I gave you one million dollars today? You won't sit here again. You see that you'll be coming late. You'll be sitting there. Because no visions will be bet in you. <laughs> no, your language will change. Your routine will change. You don't go to Agba Mami again. You don't go to Davi Wachi again. You don't go to Kinky Line. We don't see you joining. You say, hey, no, now my status, no, I cannot be eating on the road. So I have to, uh, to change. So if you think this is you, you have missed it. God has so much work to do on us. Haven't you realized that if you take a book and you are reading, you realize you don't know anything? So why do you say this is you? This is not you. There is a better version. But if you allow the storm, you know when the storm comes to you, it wants to redefine you. Blind Bartimaeus. They added a storm to his name. I refuse to be defined by my storm and refuse to be defined by your storm because when the storm comes, it's not forever. It comes, but the impact can be strong. But those that know their God, they shall work strong and they shall do exploits. In these days, you got to be strong, my brother. My sister, you got to be strong. It's time to stop wearing pampers. You got to be strong. I don't know why Jonah was so angry and didn't fear God. Though when he was introducing himself, because of time we didn't read, he said, I fear God and I worship him. There is a storm you are in. You cannot fail to survive. I know you lost a lot in COVID. I know you lost your job. 
I know you lost your investment. I know you lost an opportunity. I know a relative of yours got it, or you yourself got it and healed yourself, came to sit here. I know a relative of yours died of COVID. But there is hope for the future. See the Lord. Something mighty will be birthed in your life. Something great will be birthed in your life. The storm comes to show you the strength of the eagle. Other birds will die, will hide from the storm. But the eagle will be in great anticipation for the wind, for the storm. Because when it comes, that is when you see the capacity of the eagle. It spreads the wings so that the strength of the storm can carry it higher. I pray for you. I pull out your wings. I command the wings of the eagle in your spirit to be released. That this storm you are going through will take you higher and further in your destiny. Lift your right hand and say, I receive it. Say it three times, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Celebrate God with a good clap. The people hesitated. They didn't want to offend God. But when they saw that the thing was too strong, they took Jonah and threw him out. And yet, when they were going to throw him out, he could have just spoken to God. God, please, I'll go to Nineveh. He was still adamant. But even in that state of disobedience, God never left him. Listen to me, child of God. No matter how deep you've gone into sin, no, so far as you are born of the Spirit, God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will prepare a fish to swallow you up if destiny is tied on your neck. He will come for you. God loves irrespective of. But his blessing, it has condition. But for his love and his mercies, it endures forever. Sometimes in the depth of sin, you feel like you have sinned so much that you can't see God face to face like Adam. Adam, where are you? I heard your voice and I was afraid. Most of us here, that is the kind of response you are giving to God. But I'm here by the grace of God to tell you that God will preserve your life. God is calling you back to order. God still has a plan for your life. Give the Lord a clap of yourself. Men may rule you out because men look at their appearance, but God will never rule you out. The day you repent, and that is why you must repent quickly. That is why you must return to God quickly because there are wild winds that are blowing. Who knows? The adventure. One of them may overtake you. But I'm praying, I stand on this altar, and I'm praying for you that the storms of your life will not crash you into pieces. I thought you shout a bigger amen. Amen. So God, the Bible said, and God had prepared a fish. Help me. Yes. So even when the man was disobeying God, God still had an interest in him. Never judge me until you see my end. Never judge anyone until you see their end. Because God is still interested even in the sinner who has not come to know him. For God so loved the world. So Jonah was in disobedience, but God prepared a fish. If the enemy has sent a fish, Jonah would have died. If God can use a fish, God can use anything. God can use a job 
eh, to be your fish. God can cause you to get a job. And in that job, maybe you used to get plenty money from your former job. You are the reason why COVID came. God wants to change your job and give you a smaller salary job. And in that fish, Kadabahataya, in that fish, the Bible said when the prodigal son began to eat with pigs, the Bible said he came back to his senses. There is a fish God must send to swallow you up. There is a fish. Jonah's fish was comfortable. In those big fishes, eh, their digestive system it depends on high concentration of enzymes and acid. So when a, a python swallows you, he can be there for weeks, sometimes months, because the inside enzymes and acid has a capacity to slowly dissolve you. But in this fish, God had built an air condition. Are you here with me? God, you see, it was a reflection of what was going to happen to Jesus. Jonah was there for three days, morning and evening. Jesus was in the tomb for three days. If Jonah survived, I don't want you to throw in the towel. You don't have any option. In these days where Sakawa is all over the place, dubious money is all over the place, blood money is all over the place, connections of evil is all over the place, you don't have any option. The pain is high. The difficulty is high. But you don't have that option of stepping out of God. I came to pray for you today that as you go through this storm, only God knows what you are going through. But if God is aware, it is enough. He has the solution. He will come through for you. Give the Lord a good clap of it. So Jonah went into the belly of the fish and there he began to cry to God. Some of us, we call for the storm into our lives. Yasuya ding! Like Jonah. Yasuya ding! Ah, yes! Storm on! Men come, men come, men come, men come, 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 If the fish had not swallowed Jonah, he would have drawn and died. He would have died. No, now we, we've looked at the storm of Jonah. We'll go and look at the storm of Apostle Paul in seven, ten minutes, and we are done. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. No, Jonah finally repented and went back to Nineveh. And when he preached, amazingly, the whole city, they repented. Look at what you are destroying. Look at the destinies we are destroying. When we walk in disobedience and the storms comes, we are delaying the manifestation of other people's destiny. I'm praying for somebody that the storm you are going through, you personally know what brought it. I'm praying that in the name of Jesus, the mercy of God will locate us because you cannot remain in this storm forever. 
You must come out of it. Yeah, you must come out. Apostle Paul. Paul was a very powerful man. We all know. He was, in fact, he wrote the highest number of books in the New Testament. So Paul was accused of preaching the gospel, doing good. Have you done good that you have been paid with evil before, my brother? Yeah, he was doing good, preaching the gospel. Now me preaching gospel, I don't know about chairman. So what you go through today, don't think you are, you, God has been unfair to you. And, and I don't know why I'm serving God. And I'm so not married. I don't know why I'm serving God. And I still don't have my child. Please wait. In the days of King Herod, in the days of Jesus, when the order came that they should kill all children below two years, two years and below, do you know that any married couple who had their children at that time, two years and below, they killed them? Hello? Yeah. And any married couple who had not had any child at that time, they had their children not killed. After that decree, anybody that gave birth, their children were saved. So if you gave birth to triplets and they were one year, three months, they would kill all of them. And those who gave birth after that, their children survived. Never in your life, never in your life accuse God for what he has not done. So, so Paul had preached the gospel. We are all going through things. Maybe you are singing in the choir, but nothing is happening in your life. No, even no male bed is doing no male bed. When you pass, no nothing. Left for us to say human being. That like God. We that we are serving you. Your reward is different from my reward. Are you following me? Your reward is different from your neighbor's reward. Your neighbor's reward may be like penning a five children. But your Samuel, your Samuel, your Samuel will be for Israel. So if you get tired, God will give you a Mephibosheth instead of a Samuel. And you see that if you had waited and endured a bit, endured the storm, at the end of the endurance, there will be enjoyment. Now, Paul, you can clap. Paul was on his way because he, he was a Roman citizen. He wanted to defend himself before Caesar. So he called for, he wanted them to take him to the court where Caesar was. So they were on the way on the boat to Caesar's court. You know, Paul by birth. Paul is a Hebrew born to a very devoted Hebrew family. But because he was born in Roman, he had the citizenship as a Roman also. Are you following me? There are Ghanaians who are in the U.S. who are citizens. But when you meet them, you see their name. They say, you hear their name, you say, well, we are Ghanaian. And then they change their accent. You know, you know, you know, you know. That, you know that, oh, master, deep Ghana. Now you just went, and some of us too, we want our children to be something, something citizen. So when our wives are pregnant, we fly them to UK or US, they go and deliver them, they become citizens. So, so Paul had that kind of 
picture. So when they arrested him, he told them that he was a citizen and he deserves to be held in court. So they took him on the boat as they were going. They met a storm likened to that of Jonah. But this storm was not out of disobedience. But this storm came to him when he was in purpose. Father God, if this man is the man you gave to me, why is he tearing my heart? If this marriage is from you, I shouldn't see this difficult. If you made me start this business, there's the, uh, so for the storm is too much with the prophecy you gave, no? I think that uh, it wasn't like somebody said, I didn't say God said you let Trump win. Uh, you didn't hear well, Pastor. Are you sure God asks you to prophesy that this woman, this woman, does God know this woman? So Paul was in purpose going to defend the gospel, but in, on his way, he met a storm that nearly killed all of them. We are going to read the scripture and then we will be ending. Give the Lord a good clap of it. <laughs> Acts 25, 27 verse 20. So he was giving us the story, but we were going to start from here. GNT, because of time, I read, I explain, we close. For many days, we could not see the sun or the stars. And the wind kept blowing very hard. The, it means the, the heat of the storm intensified each day. But Paul was in purpose. You got to understand what storm you are dealing with. Tell somebody, understand what storm you are dealing with. Yeah. There are storms that are bet in purpose. If you were Joseph and Mary, you would have doubted that the seed in Mary's womb was from God. If God has put a baby in my womb, why should I give birth to him in a manger? Hey, manger. Holy Ghost child. You doubt. God can lead you in path that will show nothing like God. That God is there. That God is there. <sighs> we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Have you been in that state before? Let me see. You've been in a state where you feel like this is the end. I'm here to tell you, you are not the first person to get to that point. People got there, some died, and people, some got there, and they survived. You will be part of the people who will survive any kind of storm that the enemy has sent your way. Give the Lord a clap of it. And everyone had gone a long time without food. Paul stood before them and said, you see, they've thrown away the food from the boat. Because the more the boat is, the food and luggages are on, it weighs the boat down and more water gets into the boat, likely the boat will break. So they threw them away. Now Paul, in the midst of the suffering with the people, an apostle in chains, surrounded by soldiers, an apostle who was being handled like a fugitive, as a criminal, was not there complaining, was not there singing mobo mobo song was not there cursing his God, was not there regretting, was not there with a bitter heart, was not there with a hurt heart. But whilst he was there, 
and they were all down. He stood up and said, you should have listened to me. He told them not to use that path. They didn't listen. But you see, when you want to help somebody and the person refused to be helped and the person is still in danger, as a Christian, you don't fold your hands to watch the person die. You reach out to the person. You reach out. You reach out. So he said, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete. Then we would have avoided all these damage and losses. Move on. But now I beg you, there are times, this was their last chance to be saved. Today, somebody may be listening to me. This could be the last time you are hearing a message of hope like this. Yes, I went to preach in Katanga sometime with my beloved brother of blessed memory, Pastor Blessed. We were preaching, preaching the gospel. And I felt led to say, somebody was listening to the message for the last time. If you don't repent, you may never get the opportunity to hear this message again. For you to repent. There are some messages that causes you to repent. Those messages don't come your way by heart. When Paul had an encounter with Christ on the road of Damascus, if he had rejected it, it would have been the last time. It would have been. So it gets to a point, we have to beg you. And when a father, a mother, calls you in the room, in an office, at midnight and begins to beg you. It means it's the last time. He said, I beg you, for once, listen to me. Take courage. Not one of you will lose your life. Whilst they were talking about facts, Paul was talking about faith. I'm preaching to somebody. Am I talking to somebody? Not one of you will, will lose your life. Only the sheep will be lost. It's not logical. If the car will be mangled, the people inside should also be mangled. But God said, nobody in the car will die. But the sheep, the car, will cross. This is the kind of God we serve. I'm here to declare to somebody, the situation may be like a swallowing you up. But you will never be swallowed. I say you will never be swallowed. In the name of Jesus. For last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve came to me. Jonah had an encounter with God. This one too had an encounter with God. But this one responded to the encounter with God. How many encounters have you had with God? And how many have you obeyed? Today I'm calling you, I'm calling your spiritual conscience to order. The storm is too small for you and God. It's looking big because you have, you have disregarded what makes you a believer. This morning I pray for you that the storm you are going through, I open your eyes to see that it is too little. Some of you think that it's so much overwhelming. You can't do anything. Pastor, I couldn't do anything about it. From today, you do something about it. Give the Lord a clap offering. He said, and said, don't be afraid. Paul, you must stand before the emperor. The angel was telling Paul, 
because somebody was in assignment, the other lives were saved. Some of you, the reason why you are still alive may be because you are in this church. Some of you, the reason why you are still alive is because you hear certain messages. There are some messages that when you don't hear, it can kill you. You can go wayward. There are people in your life, you must never walk out of them. Are you listening to me? There are people in your life, you must never walk out of them. There are some of them too, when they walk out of you, it doesn't mean anything. But there are people, this is Paul, because he had to meet the emperor, the Bible said, and God in his goodness to you. To who? To who? Paul! Because of God's goodness to Paul, the others were saved. I'm praying for you that you will know whom to drop in your life and whom you can. You can be watching Manchester United and another team. Ole will be playing. Yeah, but 0 0, the Mayan Pong 0 0 side. Then he will take a player out and those scores too. If you have zero in your team and he's playing at 25% capacity, leave him there. Than somebody playing 100%. Because when zero has the ball, the probability of him scoring, uh, scoring is very, very high. There are some people in your life, some of us, we are where we are because we walked out on some people we should never have walked out from. Cut some people off. We shouldn't have cut them off. But God will give us a second chance. I want you to close your eyes and put your hand on your heart. And begin to pray. There are some people. And Elkanah told Hannah, you are, you are more than 10 sons to me. Pray. That God, this storm I'm going through, I receive the grace to survive it. Pray to God. Talk to God. I don't know the storm you are going through, but talk to God. I sense strongly God is visiting. I prophesy. Receive strength to survive the storm. Receive the wisdom to navigate out of the storm. You will walk out victorious in the name of Jesus. You will walk out victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
before, but I sense I should pray for some people. I never planned this. Wherever you are seated, you want me to pray with you. I want you to still be seated and lift your right hand up to God. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I'm going through this. It's too much. I need the help of God. I need wisdom to navigate. Your right hand lifted. Father, I pray. I pray for your people. Let your help visit us. By the preaching of the word today, the way is clear. The storms shall surely be over. And we shall still be around. With victory. With testimonies. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand.